Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. I am coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia on this beautiful Friday night. Super producer and host Dave Shepard is coming to you live from New York City. We're going to be hanging out here for the next four hours. This is when the show gets started, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. 7 p.m. Pacific. I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. I hope you're cool. Whatever you're doing, we got a lot to get into, a lot to talk about, but what else is new? You might have heard by now, Jim Harbaugh, this man has been suspended. There's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving parts. Is he going to still coach? There's a lot going on. The timing of the suspension from the Big Ten is interesting, right? The fact that You can't get a judge to force an injunction is interesting. Is Jim Harbaugh being unfairly punished? What about the program? We're moving into the the college football playoff. He got a game tomorrow against Penn State. He gets off the plane and boom, suspension. We're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh in a minute. So much more to do. It's another night of the NBA playing tournament. Conversations in the NFL about Justin Fields, is he already done in Chicago? People are talking about Shohei Otani and where the hell he's going. We got Cleveland and Baltimore this Sunday. That's a big game. Playing. How about this? The the Lakers and the Suns are getting ready to play. Don't expect to see Devin Booker, though. When you got Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal, only two out of the three can play at one time. Otherwise, the world will explode. Juan Soto reportedly definitely getting moved from San Diego. There's so much to get into. I mean, Ole Miss last night, we talked about Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin just running his yap, cussing dudes out, and now he's trying to go out there and stop the Georgia Bulldogs tomorrow. Man, we even had college basketball tonight. Duke was taking on Arizona. I watched a little bit of that on the way into the studio. 
Arizona won 78-73. This is a hell of a time of year, right? College football, college basketball, the World Series just ended. But now it's moving into hot stove free agent season. Uh, We got NBA playing tournament. We got NFL. We got hockey. Shep, what don't we have? Man, archery, that's about the only thing not going on this particular Friday night in terms of news. Guys shooting arrows. Yeah, maybe. um, I mean, this, uh, JR, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, man. This Michigan situation and this debacle, there is all angles you can look at it from. The reality is, I can't believe the hypocrisy and the timing of all of this. I mean, this is this is crazy, JR. I will be shocked if there are not calls lined up within five minutes when you deliver your monologue on Michigan. This is ridiculous. Well, we, we, we got somebody uh, who's going to come through and join us. A Chris Vanini, who's a, a senior writer for The Athletic, knows everything college football, He's going to join us. Shep, what time, what time is he joining us in a few minutes, right? Yes, 10.18 p.m. Eastern time. He's being hit up uh, left and right, but he wanted to make some time for the JR Sport Brief. He's going to give us 10 minutes on uh, the most insightful uh, information you can get on Michigan and the state of the program right now. So he'll be here at 10.18, so i got to shut up at 13, right? <laughs> we don't have to shut up, but I'd, we'd like you to get out at 10.13, correct? Okay, I'll shut up at 10.13 so we get Chris Vanini here from The Athletic. He's going to come through and drop all of this knowledge on this situation with, with Jim Harbaugh. And, and so here's the, here's the Cliff, Notes, Cliff Notes version. I'm sure you've all heard this by now. Uh, Michigan employed a, a former Marine, and he was a football analyst for Michigan. His name was Connor Stallions, okay? He was suspended by Michigan a few weeks ago because he allegedly was going around, ran around, and he was scouting opponents in person at games. I know it doesn't sound like a big deal, but this has been prohibited. This has been illegal since 1994. You can't roll up, show up, send a scout, sit in a crowd, and, and go ahead and steal signals. You can't do that, okay? It's been reported that Michigan, this guy Connor Stallions, has been doing this since 2021. He would break down the signs. He would uh, go ahead and do it in person. That's illegal. Do it on video all you want. But it's illegal to go ahead and do that in person before a game. And so he got fired. Or, if depending on who you ask, he decided to resign. And so the Big Ten has come down on Michigan and said, well, you guys broke this rule. And Jim Harbaugh, he's got to be the guy who pays for it. And so he is going to be banned from the sidelines for Michigan's next three games. And this came down. Today we learned about this punishment. We've heard for the past three days that this was coming on down the damn pipe. And the next game is Penn State. Okay, that's not going to be no easy game tomorrow. And by the way, the game is at 12 p.m. Eastern time. The next game, Maryland. And then the next game, you probably know this opponent because it happens every single damn year around the same damn time. It's Ohio State. And so Jim Harbaugh, as of right now, pending legal action, and I don't know what legal action you can take on a damn Friday night, it appears that he's going to be gone off the sidelines for the next three games. Now, Jim Harbaugh can go ahead and and, and coach in the middle of the week, but when it comes to the actual games, he is not allowed on the sidelines. And when I want to ask Chris Vanini, he is very active right now on Twitter about the latest and what may or may not happen. We're going to get the latest accurately from him but I'll tell you this we know and understand 
that cheating happens at, at all levels of sports, right? I mean, we had Big Ten schools running around saying that, uh, or, or Michigan kind of pointing the finger at other schools saying, well, they're sharing information amongst themselves. Well, that ain't the same for what you did. I mean, this, this sucks in, in, in multiple levels. There, there are multiple layers we can get into and that we will. What does this mean for the college football playoff? What does this mean for Michigan? Are they going to be looked upon differently now that Harbaugh has been suspended? Let's keep in mind, he was gone for the first three games of this season, was not on the sidelines, just uh, suspended internally because of recruiting violations. All things considered, he is likely going to miss six games this season due to suspension. So is this negatively going to affect Michigan? I mean, if they happen to be like right there on the line, is the committee going to look at Michigan and go, "Ah, we can't have these cheating ass folks in here. Look at all the punishments that their coach has been in. We got to get him out of here. No Michigan in the playoff. It's a possibility. What does this mean for Harbaugh and his future? I've been saying this for weeks. This man ain't going to be at Michigan for too much longer. There's going to be a mutual parting where he goes to the NFL, which he has openly courted for the past few seasons, and Michigan is likely going to say, damn it, we got we to gotta start fresh. We can't have a coach out here who's just, uh, I don't want to say running the program into the ground, but he's bringing negative attention to everything we do. He's supposed to be the delivering into the promised land, man. Is he worth the headache? I think at the end of the season, everybody's going to say, no, let's go ahead and move on. But let's be real. This does suck for Michigan. It does, without a shadow of a doubt. In the Big Ten, they went real legal on them. Real legal. I don't think it's a coincidence that they went ahead and said, let's hand out this punishment on a Friday when Michigan, the university, and Jim Harbaugh got a little bit more difficult of a time to do anything about it. To force a judge to act and and put out an injunction, hey, we got to kick this can on down the road, let the man stand on the sidelines. It sucks. The NCAA pretty much said, oh, well, we're investigating. We saw all of the words from the the Big Ten saying that there's not even necessarily full evidence that Jim Harbaugh knew what was going on. But I'll say this. It's real tough, real, real tough to let the guy who's supposed to be in charge get off scot-free. Somebody has to take the blame. And that somebody, for the most part, will always be the boss. If you sit at the top, it doesn't matter what's going on underneath you. The buck got to stop with somebody. And the buck is going to stop, and it has stopped, with Harbaugh. It doesn't matter how crooked and backwards and, and how much the Big Ten wanted to show how much cojones or how big the cojones are. Like the buck was going to stop with Harbaugh. How they did it? Dirty. Foul. But you know what? When you're the big, bad company, when you're the big, bad entity, you tend to yield it. You yield that power. The Big Ten said Michigan violated its sportsmanship policy, conducting an impermissible in-person scouting operation over multiple years, resulting in an unfair competitive advantage that compromised the integrity 
of competition. The Big Ten continued on. This is not a sanction of Coach Harbaugh. It is a sanction against the university that, under the extraordinary circumstance presented by this offensive conduct, best fits the violation. Hmm. A little confusing there, isn't it? This is not a sanction against Coach Tarbaugh, a sanction against the university. And so we can't punish the university, though you can. You can kind of find the living hell out of them. We're going to find Harbaugh? Look, I'm, I'm not necessarily a, a Jim Harbaugh fan. I could care less about him one way or the other. They did him dirty here. I understand the buck got to stop with somebody, but the Big Ten is shouting a whole bunch of nonsense here just to justify his suspension, throwing around their weight. Desmond Howard, you might know the man. He won a Heisman for Michigan. He was on ESPN, and he found all of this to be uh, very, very hypocritical. It's kind of anticlimactic, you know what I mean? It's like we kind of knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when, not if, and everyone's been preparing for it. So there's no big surprise. I think that you look at um, the commissioner and his statement and what he's put out there, that he, it's kind of – the hypocrisy is what, what grabs me, Steve. You know, it's like if it's Michigan, it's sign stealing. If it's someone else, it's sign decoding. If it's Michigan, it's in-person scouting. If it's someone else, it's coaches sharing information from the goodness of their hearts. So the whole thing, man, in, in, rea- in reality, it's a distinction without difference to me. Uh, well, that's, that's spoken from uh, someone from Michigan. I'm not going to not going to disagree with him, but I, th- I do believe that there's a little bit of bias in what Desmond Howard is saying. How about this as an overall? How about the rule is stupid? How about that? How about the idea that you can't throw a scout out at a game to go ahead and, and look at what's going on? How about stupid? Like in what sport can't you do that? I mean, it is, it is a well-known fact. It doesn't matter if it's the NFL or Major League Baseball Man, there are scouts sitting at NBA games. They sit at games before the the team arrives to, hey, how are we going to, how can we possibly slow down Joel Embiid? I don't know. Well, let's, let's send somebody to go figure it out. The rule is stupid. The rule is outdated. It's been around since 1994. I know, crazy to think that that was, Shep, it's crazy. 1994, 30 years ago. How about that? Three decades. Oh, yuck. Anyway, the rule is stupid. NCAA should get rid of it. The Big Ten is enforcing a punishment here that is uh, outdated. But the reality is somebody gots to pay. And Jim Harbaugh is the dude who is paying for it. It's a stupid rule. He gots to pay. The buck has to stop with him. And let's just be real. I think he has one foot or maybe two feet out of the door. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. To get a better understanding of everything going on in Michigan, on the other side of the break, we're going to talk to Chris Vanini coming through from The Athletic. Don't move. Covers all things college football here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. The JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We know the afternoon, the evening, damn it, the whole week, it seems like 
has been all about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. We found out this afternoon that he's been banned uh, for Michigan's final three games of the season. He'll be able to coach throughout the course of the week, but not available on the sidelines. And this comes down on a Friday afternoon as Michigan steps off of its plane to go ahead and take on Penn State with a little legal action or ramifications. Well, possibly that might be the case. To talk about it all right now, we're being joined by senior writer from The Athletic Covers All Things College Football. It's Chris Vanini. Chris, thank you for taking time on this busy evening to join us here on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, thanks for having me. No doubt about it. So I, I guess we, we know about the, the suspension. We all heard about the timing of it. And, and my understanding now is that there has now been a temporary restraining order that's been uh, filed. What is really the latest? Is there any possibility to see Harbaugh on the sidelines tomorrow against Penn State? Yes, it's possible. I mean, we, we couldn't, we might know later tonight, possibly. Yeah. As Michigan threatened to do, they have uh, submitted a restraining order to get an injunction against the Big Ten to stop its suspension of Harbaugh. Um, we don't know when that could be ruled upon, but. Uh, that could get him back on the sideline. But otherwise, he's suspended for three games. Chris Benini joining us here, CBS Sports Radio, the JR Sport Brief Show. Obviously, the timing of this seemed to be on purpose to try to pre- prevent any, any additional illegal action. What are your thoughts on the, the timing that the Big Ten decided to hand out this punishment? I don't think that was the case. You know, In the letter and the documents that the Big Ten put out today, it said Michigan had uh, requested an extension earlier this week from the 7th to the 8th. That pushed it back. sounded like Michigan was also late in, in getting some stuff to the Big Ten. So I don't think the Big Ten was doing it at uh, this time uh, on purpose. I don't think they wanted it to happen when Jim Harbaugh is on the plane and the Michigan team is on the plane. Uh, things just there's a lot of lawyers involved, and it seemed like they needed a bit more time to kind of get everything together. So as far as conspiracies go, I, I don't think that was part of it. If Jim Harbaugh is not on the sidelines tomorrow for Michigan, uh, how do they, they, they plan to, to lead the team? Well, they'll do what they did uh, earlier in the season. Jim Harbaugh didn't coach the first three games of the regular season because he had a self-imposed suspension by Michigan over alleged recruiting violations. So you'd probably turn to – and they had – I think four different interim head coaches during those three games, each of the coordinators and two, uh, two other assistant coaches each had a half. So uh, I, I guess it's either Jesse Mitchell, the defense coordinator, Sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator. One of those two probably takes over head coaching duties if Jim Harbaugh is not there. Well, as, as we look towards tomorrow's game, and then obviously there's Maryland, Ohio State, another one, potentially the college football playoff, what impact do you believe, if any, this can have or can this have on Michigan standing as one of the top four teams? I, I don't really know if it'll have much of an effect because he's, he's still allowed to be with the team all week. He's still allowed to game plan, coach practice, all those other things. Uh, I personally think Michigan's going to handle Penn State with ease tomorrow, tomorrow. They won't have any issues with Maryland. And so then it just comes down to the Ohio State game. And, and, and is Jim Harbaugh the diff- is Jim Harbaugh on the sideline the difference between winning and losing against Ohio State? Possibly. Uh, but, you know, in, in terms of that's ultimately where it goes. It's, it's what the Ohio State game is. We'll see if Penn State has a chance tomorrow. I personally 
think it won't be. But, uh, you know, Michigan's been through this before. Chris Vanini is joining us, senior writer for The Athletic here on CBS Sports Radio. There's been a lot of a conversation about what's permissible. You know, is it okay for other teams to share information uh, versus scouting opponents in person at games uh, beforehand? What do you think about this rule that has been enacted since 1994? Are, are we now soon to see the end of it through this whole nonsense? I don't think so. Um, you know, it, a couple of years ago, it was up for discussion. They discussed the possibility of rescinding it on the idea that, hey, everybody can just get signals from the game tape anyway, and we don't know how advantageous it is. Uh, but they, the Division One Council said no. They they kept the rule in place. Uh, they didn't make any determinations over how valuable it was. I talked to somebody in the council who said they were concerned that if they allow it, then everybody's going to have an entire, you know, pre-game uh, off uh, in-season scouting team that's going to be going to games all year, and they didn't want to open up that box. Uh, so I don't think it's going to. I don't think that's going to change. However, we are getting helmet communication, wristband communication sideline tablets that is coming in bowl games uh teams if both teams agree to it they can use it and test it out in bowl games if that whole experiment goes well possible it could be included uh full time next season now that's not because of michigan they actually approved this in the summer it's kind of a coincidence but uh we we could get some changes on that front now i was just going to ask you chris about the the technology uh, helping to move things forward. Chris Benini here joining us from The Athletic. Uh, we we are hearing a lot about Tony Petiti trying to throw his his weight around to kind of set a, a standard for who he is and what he's going to do here in the Big Ten. What do you think about the influence or, or the idea that a lot of the other teams, the, the Rutgers and Ohio States, have kind of pushed towards this and he's cowered towards it? You know, I it's... Look, it's his first major thing he has to deal with as commissioner, and he has to set a tone. And the Big Ten made its case in the letter it sent to Michigan that, you know, you may think that, hey, everybody else is pressuring us to suspend you. Well, if we don't do anything, then it's going to look like favoritism. You know, and I, we, we can't have that either. So commissioners always have to weigh this. I talked to a couple commissioners yesterday at the CFP meeting. It was like, hey, how do you handle – discipline within your conference like like there, there's a lot of things you got to work with because the commissioner ultimately works for the president the commissioner is not all powerful in that sense so uh i, I don't it, it makes sense that tony Petito would want to hear the other teams out you probably want to hear hey how impactful is this if someone is stealing your signs and i'm sure the schools would say hey it's the biggest deal in the world you know they have a vested interest in michigan being punished but it, it, i i don't think Nothing in the Big Ten's letter in the case that it made felt that it had anything to do with that. I mean, there, it seemed like they had a pretty clear documented case of what Connor Stallions was doing. Hey Chris, final question here for you. Knowing that Harbaugh has been in and out, interviews in the NFL, et cetera, says he's committed, is not committed. What do you think about his future in Michigan? Are we going to be seeing him for the last few games this season? Hard to say, you know, he was in discussions with the school for a big contract extension that went on pause when this whole thing came up, but then it was unpaused. And now you hear that they're working on it again, and perhaps he gets it. So it's hard to say if he gets that big extension, you got to see what the buyout is. Um, and, and the other part is the NFL has to want you too. 
You know, I know Harbaugh's flirted with the NFL the last few years, but nobody was really interested uh, in interviewing him last year. You know, like the Raiders who are open, they didn't interview him two years ago. So it it's kind of a two-way street. It's hard to say. You can never really predict what Jim Harbaugh is going to do. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Well, Chris, thank you for taking the time for, for enlightening us on the latest here. Where can people follow you and your work on the college football side with The Athletic? Yeah, just theathletic.com. We've got a bunch of stuff up there as uh, as the news continues to evolve. Yeah, it's rolling in by the hour. So we legitimately might move up to the hour in the minute where I may wake up in the morning and not know whether or not he's coaching. It's possible. Wild stuff. Well, listen, Chris, thank you so much. Uh, all the best to you in, in covering this interesting story. Thank you for joining us. Yep, thanks for having me. No doubt about it. That Chris Vanini, senior writer, covering all things college football at The Athletic. This is just a a wild story. Like, it's almost setting Jim Harbaugh up to to be a, I don't want to say be a martyr. That might might take it too far. But he's he's being set up as a, a sympathetic figure. Could you imagine for a game that's supposed to take place tomorrow at noon Eastern time? You got Michigan, you got Penn State. Could could you really imagine this man walking out onto the field as as he has just been allowed via law to go ahead and and coach this game and that the the big bad Big Ten has now just kind of been striked down? Like what what storybook are we living in? And I hear Chris's point. I, I certainly understand it at that. Well, he has to have interest in the NFL. But if if I'm Michigan, do do I want to deal with this? You know, do I want to keep Harbaugh around and and go and fight and fight and fight just to just to say that he's here? Is he worth the contract extension? I know this sounds crazy and this is not out of the ordinary. But if he ain't beating Ohio State, which I think he'll do, not to say that it's a guarantee. Do you want to keep him around? A suspension to start the year? A suspension to end the year? We can't just look at Michigan and think strictly about football. There's always something with Harbaugh. There was, quote-unquote, something with Harbaugh when it came down to his relationships with the 49ers. There was something with Harbaugh when it came down to his relationship and his time at Stanford. There's something going on right now, unfortunately, with Harbaugh at Michigan. There is always something going on with Jim Harbaugh. Is he leading you to wins? This is not a Michigan team that has won back-to-back national championships. This ain't the Georgia Bulldogs. This is Jim Harbaugh's team. And unfortunately, whether it's three games to begin the season or three games to end the season as of right now, he ain't available due to nonsense that took place under his watch. Quick question for you, JR. Yes. So this is one of the most you know, historically great programs in college football history. With the exception of Bo Beckler, excuse me, and no disrespect to Lloyd Carr, has there been a greater head football coach for the Michigan Wolverines than Jim Harbaugh? I mean, in the, the short amount of time that he's been there, yeah, he, he's in the, the, the upper echelon. But this is, what, this is what people want. Like, people want that championship. 
I mean, it took him. A, it took him a minute to even get over the hump of Ohio State, where people are looking at him, going, "Well, what are you doing here?" And so I, I don't even think that that matters too much. It, this we're really getting to a culmination of: is this man a distraction, or is this man the dude who's gonna take us to the promised land? And I think for right now, you're gonna have it. I don't go to Michigan. I know there are people who are just like, oh, my God, something else. And then there's still people who are going, oh, he got a raw deal. Just go ahead and, and give him a break. I, I think there comes a point in time from both Harbaugh, who is just openly flirted with getting the hell up on out of there. I, I don't think people forgot that. And that's why I feel that, that he's going to be gone. If he wins a national championship this year, or whether, dare I say, he loses – to Ohio State in a few weeks or a few weeks after that, it's only a matter of time before we get a new story featuring Jim Harbaugh. It's just always something going on with this dude. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. What are your thoughts on this, this scandal? Is Jim Harbaugh being just unfairly criticized, unfairly punished. It's crazy to even hear from Chris Vanini that there's still a chance that Harbaugh coaches tomorrow against Penn State. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. The phone number 855-212-4CBS. We're going to take a break when we come back. I, I want to look at the college football playoff. How could it be affected? Chris Vanini doesn't, doesn't feel too much pending our results with uh, Ohio State. Me? I, I think people are going to look a little bit deeper than that. I think people are going to look at the, the cheating. I think people are going to, when I say people, I think the committee is going to look at integrity. It's a lot like uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Integrity matters all of a sudden. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR, I listen to you almost every weeknight while I'm doing my homework, and you've inspired me to train at my university to have my own sports talk show. So, any advice you have for me, I would love to take. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I was like, damn it, how are you listening to homework and learning anything from me? But you want to be a sports broadcaster I remember her from this week I think her name was Carrie Or something like that I'm going to find you something like that anyway We've been talking about Jim Harbaugh The suspension We don't know if he's going to coach tomorrow Against Penn State for the Michigan Wolverines Oh my goodness Oh my God, Shep, I think I've seen a ghost um, Anthony yeah. Davis is playing back. He's back. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, this is the Kevin Durant game so far, Jr. Oh my God, I saw Anthony. I saw LeBron James being massaged on the sidelines, looking elderly, and then I saw Anthony Davis jump up to try to block Kevin Durant. And I had to go wait him. Anthony Davis is back. You know what's uh, you know what's amazing, Jr. Is I Anthony Davis is back. Obviously, I don't think 
Durant and LeBron faced each other in like four years. Yeah, about five. Right. And they have now faced each other twice within weeks. like two weeks. Right. Yeah. Right. As if there's not enough going on in sports right now. Well, I think it's – I still can't believe Anthony Davis is out. I'm dead serious. I didn't think – this guy was on the uh, – I, I looked it up hours ago. He was on the injury report. Well, you know – I guess his hip and his groin feels good. Well, listen, I mean, when you're a legend of any respective franchise that you play for, uh, you know, those can be misleading because heart you can't measure – and sometimes, even though you're doubtful or questionable on an injury report, uh, you want to be there for your teammates, and that what is uh, makes comprised love legends there. Okay. Well, how many how many more games until he gets hurt again? Uh, probably half a game. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. He's Mr. After plastic. After halftime, he'll be hurt. Yeah, like like he's he's Mr. Plastic. I'll, I'll give you that. But when he's the on the floor, plastic is tougher than him. Okay. <laughs> but when he's on the floor, he's one of the ten best players on planet Earth, and that's been the case for the last twelve years. Uh, uh. 10? I don't know. When he's I, on the floor, JR. Are he's t- not on the floor, bro. But, but when he's on the floor, no. I, same thing with Kawhi Leonard. There are not no. 10 individuals on planet Earth Ugh. that are better at playing basketball than Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis. It's hard to count dudes who don't show up. I'd be good on the radio, too. If I yeah, I can't say. I got to come to work. That's that's fair. That's that's fair. That's, but that, Yeah, I get it. Good, good congratulations, Anthony Davis. Uh, earning his money tonight by actually playing basketball. What a shock. I looked up and I'm like, whoa, that's Anthony Davis. He's there. Uh, This is also, I I keep track of this dude. Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Spurs tonight, 117 to 110. Don't care. Uh, Anthony, not Anthony, Anthony Edwards and uh, what's the other guy? Carl Anthony Towns. They had 29 and 28 points. But the guy that I care about, Victor Wembenyama in a loss, Stupid game. What a guy. 29 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 blocks, a steal, 3 of 7 from downtown. That's what people wanted to see in Madison Square Garden for Victor Wembenyama. And he just uh, continues to light it up. If you weren't aware, uh, tonight is, I guess this was the third night of the NBA uh, in-season tournament. And the game's not as close as, as last Friday. Uh, we've had some ass whoopings here. The Mavericks, 126-107 over the Clippers. That game is still going on. The Sixers beat the Pistons, 114-106. Celtics smack the Nets, 121-107. And that's just uh, Rockets, Pelicans close. Rockets, 104. Pelicans, uh, 101. So, yeah, we, we got a lot of sports taking place this, this weekend to get us started. I already told you about Arizona on the college basketball side. Uh, beating the Duke Blue Devils 78-73. to 73. And Man, we're we going to have college basketball taking us to March. We'll have the NBA taking us to June. We got football going on right now. We're going to get into the Ravens and Cleveland. We'll talk about just, just everything. What a busy day. Shep said the only thing that we were missing uh, was archery, and that might be true. What do I know? I haven't seen archery in a long time. But anyway, as we've talked about Harbaugh, and, and, and thank you so much, Chris Vanini, for joining us uh, from The Athletic to break all of this down. I don't think this is going to have an effect on, on the college football playoff. I know that the committee might look at this and go, oh, my God, they were cheating and Harbaugh and this. And Do, do they really want that criticism? Like, isn't Harbaugh being – we don't know if the three-game suspension 
is even going to hold up. Isn't Jim Harbaugh being suspended enough of a punishment? Like, do we really have to take into account if you're the college football playoff committee, you're really going to sit around in that room in front of those laptops and say, well, they cheated. They must have won all those games. Well, we have to punish them some more. Like, that's, let, let, let's get that out of the window, man. I, I, I feel Chris Vanini on this. If there's going to be anything that stops Michigan from going into the college football playoff, it's going to be Ohio State. That's it. You lose to Ohio State, you're going to get bumped. You're going to get moved. But I don't think we can look at this and go, oh, my God, they were cheaters. And this is going to be brought up if, if Michigan ends up winning the national championship. Somebody, somewhere, is going to run around and say that Michigan should have an asterisk next to their name. That Michigan, they cheated to earn their title. People are going to run around. Somebody brought it up this week. Well, JR, what's the difference between the Houston Astros, you know, uh, conveying signs, and what's the difference between the Houston Astros and, and Michigan? Everybody cheats in baseball, right? It's the pros. The Astros just, they got caught. And it's not even a matter of the Astros getting caught. The Astros had one of their former players who ran around and told everybody what they were doing. The Astros had a whistleblower. Come on now. Boston Red Sox got in trouble for utilizing an Apple Watch to convey signs. The New York Yankees were warned and ultimately fined for utilizing cameras and a bullpen phone. The Astros are the team that really got punished. And the Astros players didn't get punished. Management and managers who are no longer a part of the team as well, they got punished. And so if Jim Harbaugh's going to be out for the next three games, like, well, what else do you want? Like, we really got to kick the team some more, especially for a stupid rule. And the Big Ten, were, they were the ones who had to come down on this. If we would have waited for the NCAA to hand out a punishment, I would have been in a wheelchair by the time they came to, to any type of conclusion. Jim Harbaugh would have had three other NFL head coaching jobs before they came to any type of conclusion. And so I, I can't imagine a world, a stupid one, I might add, so it wouldn't surprise me. With the committee selecting the final four teams to compete in the playoff, like they, they can't look at Michigan and go, they're cheaters. We can't have them in here. That's not, that's not happening. I think Michigan will stick around in the playoff. And just just for my sake, what I'm really hoping for, I want drama tomorrow. I want to see Jim Harbaugh get off the bus. I want to see everybody go, oh, my God, he showed up to coach. You, you, you would think this is a movie the way this is playing out. Suspended on Friday. Told to stay away from the team for three games on Saturdays, including the largest rival, Ohio State. You would think that this was a movie. If Jim Harbaugh is allowed to coach tomorrow following a court order, Jim Harbaugh should just, he should arrive in Happy Valley in a, in a helicopter. 
He should rappel down a line onto the field in all of his glory. They don't need to punish them in a college football playoff. It's enough, especially for a stupid rule. You don't want nobody stealing your signs and change them. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. John is calling from Florida. You're on CBS Sports Radio. John, what's up? Hey, first of all, I absolutely love your show. You are one of the best announcers I listen to, and I listen to the radio all day long. Now, my comment is on Michigan, and it's not so much of Harbaugh. If he was getting things from the audience, whatever, relaying it and relaying it to his players, don't you think the players – would also have something to do with this whole fiasco. Well, the, how how so? What do you what What are you going to do? Just punish and dismiss the whole team? Well, I don't know. But what else? I mean, I hate to say this, but what else can you do? And I like Michigan, but the thing is, if he's getting information, he's relaying it to his team. His team knows what the other teams are supposed to do. That helps his team a lot. Well, so, I, I don't think you can punish. Players are just going to take in information from their coaches. So here, here are a few things. Jim okay. Harbaugh is, has said, and it has been said, that he wasn't aware of this, this scandal to, to get the information and have this guy Connor Stallions at all these other games and so on and so forth. And so Jim Harbaugh, depending on what you want to believe or not believe, it's been said that, that he wasn't aware of this. And I, I believe it, okay? I think it's a matter of stupid oversight or not having oversight on what goes on beneath you. Now, if you're a player, I, I can't imagine sitting in, I don't know, the defensive backs room and somebody walks in, and John, I got to hit the brake, so thank you for calling from Florida. I'm going to continue to respond to you. I don't think somebody's sitting in the defensive backs room and goes, you want to know where we got this information from that you should cover this guy? Hey, we, we were able to uh, scout the team last week. We sent that guy over there, the football analyst. He illegally went to the stadium before last game, and uh, he watched, and now he's deciphering, uh, you know, what the quarterback should do. So you as the defensive back, you know exactly what's going on thanks to him. That's not how it works. If you're just a player, you get the information. Coach ain't sitting around telling you where, how, when, that he figured it out. He's just telling it to you, man. Can't punish the players. It's a no-go. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. LeBron James got hit in the face. This guy's always getting hit. Call a foul. It's the JR Sport Re Show, CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t